This is this is fine. 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 This is a poor substitute for therapy, but an excellent substitute for other podcasts. We're not like other podcasts. Join us as we find the answers to the universe's biggest questions like is butter a carb? Does crying burn calories? And what the fuck am I doing with my life? We're here to be your part-time therapist, astrologer, concierge doctor, and fairy godmother. Do you need someone to validate you today? Cool, cool, cool. Come on in. We're fine. This is fine. Greetings, gorgeous, gorgeous listeners. I'll cut right to the chase. Today's guest is quite special. She's one of you. She's a This Is Fine listener. She's also my favorite content creator on TikTok. And I was a huge fan of hers before we connected one-on-one. Caroline Stern, creator of this series slash community slash trend forecasting slash lifestyle niche luxury hot girl. Caroline has joined us today, gracing us with her gorgeous Taurus presence and is calling in from Boston. This whip smart, style savvy, effortlessly chic influencer marketing strategist has become an influencer in her own right simply by sharing ways to add a dose of sophistication and indulgence into your everyday life. Isn't that just so Taurus too? Through watching Caroline's series, I actually found her when her, (laughs) this is the funniest part. I actually found her with her dad's La Mer skincare routine. It was on my For You page. Shout out to attorney Michael Stern in Honolulu. I then found Caroline and promptly fell down the niche luxury rabbit hole. Caroline and I have a lot in common from our perfume preferences to the mugs we drink coffee out of to our nighttime routine which consists of stress crying and watching Princess Diaries. When we both discovered that our villain origin story was the disappearance of Crest Vanilla Toothpaste, a topic we will certainly dig into today, I knew that we needed to get Caroline on the podcast ASAP, Tootsie Sweets, (laughs) immediately. Before I bring her on, I want to remind you that your sister in Christ and fellow This Is Fine squad member Liv Fox at the Wild Fox Skincare in Encinitas is giving y'all a discount on skincare, gua sha tools, and treatments with the code This Is Fine. Head to her website, thewildfox.co, T H E W I L D F O X.co. Thank you, Liv. We love you. All right, let's get the niche luxury hot girl episode rolling. Welcome, Caroline. Hello. <laughs> I can't believe we're finally doing this. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It feels like it feels like time and space have stopped <laughs> to put us here together. Their worlds have collided to become one, Spice Girls. Um, I just I'm so grateful for your time and for you blessing our community with your voice and your wisdom today. I could not be more excited. I feel the same. The feeling is so mutual. <laughs> I could not be more excited to be on my favorite podcast. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with you. Thank you for being part of our I'm community. <laughs> this is, you are, you know, you are the mayor of niche luxury hot girl town. <laughs> truly the biggest so, honor and privilege of my life. <laughs> tr- truly the founding father scientist of. Um, of toothpaste gate. So there's a lot oh, to cover. I cannot wait to get into toothpaste gate. Okay. So before we get too far into everything we're so excited to talk about, I start off every episode, as you know, as you are part of this community, mm-hmm. are you fine today? I am so fine. <laughs> I am splendid oh, to be here. I love splendid. That's one of my favorite words. Honestly, 
unutilized. <laughs> Bring back Splendid 2023. <laughs> Bring back Splendid. Well, I, yeah, I guess we're doing Splendid. I'm so fine. <laughs> so fine. I'm Splendid. This is a really great tone to set for the rest of the episode. So we're about to have a really Splendid episode. Also, underrated word, I was listening to Taylor Swift yesterday, like, as per usual, some some classics, and Wonderstruck. Like, I was like, damn, that's like a really good word. I don't use that ever. <sighs> Blushing all the way home. <laughs> Like, Perfect follow up. I get it, <laughs> girl. I get it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. <laughs> like that. That's our Super Bowl. <laughs> that's our. Super- <laughs> this is our is the Super Bowl. Oh my god, I didn't think of myself oh, as a Swifty until this moment. <laughs> I know. Same. I'm like, has everything I've ever said been a lie? That's a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a new series that will develop a a off air and then eventually on off air. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, stay tuned. TBD. Okay, so just getting right into it. Today's episode obviously is about the niche luxury hot girl. So let's bring our listeners up to speed. What is a niche luxury hot girl? What are some of those qualities? Okay, so the niche luxury hot girl. At her core, she's a girl who is highly selective. She is putting a lot of emphasis on symbolic value She's focused on quality, you know, status and origin story are kind of more her cup of tea. She's drifting away from the herd mentality a little bit because the hunt itself of finding something unique speaks to her and is like more of an endogenous experience on its own. So, you know, she's trading her emotional support water for the emotional <laughs> support carafe. <laughs> she She's trading her regular lighter for vintage French matches only for the sake that that experience of finding them might end up making the ongoing ritual that much more special. And so she's customizing and elevating her rituals and she's a girl and she's hot <laughs> because women are am- and she and women are amazing. And of course, you know, that's the niche luxury hot girl and that is that is the way. <laughs> the life, the way, the light. The life, the way. Part of this podcast, like the whole mission is to help people feel seen and validated. And when I saw your content, I was like, I have never felt more seen. <laughs> like when you're talking about like trading an emotional support water for a carafe, I was like, I've been looking for a carafe. <laughs> I do have like, an emotional is- support water. <laughs> It's true. And you know, it's funny, the word niche actually comes from a rooted French and I think Latin word of niche and niche meaning nest. Yeah. But nest meaning like building this tiny nest of random objects. And it's like a double entendre because it's like we're niche, but it's also like this little, not hoarding group, but it's like, Yes, of course it makes logical sense that we replace a water bottle with a glass carafe. Oh my god, like, yeah. Like of course. We're collecting in our nest. we're collecting our little bits and bob what is it? Bits and bobbles for our uh yeah. for our sweet little nest our, at home. I love that. Our our gadgets and gizmos for everybody. <laughs> gadgets and gizmos, who's it's and what's it's galore. <laughs> yeah, oh, you want thing of <laughs> This actually the show is about thingamabobs. <laughs> I'm like, actually welcome. That's really what we're Welcome to, to the Thingamabob series of Niche Luxury Hot Girl. So I d- that is it. <laughs> I told the listeners in the intro that I did find Niche Luxury Hot Girl on my For You page through your father's skincare routine. Shout out again <laughs> to attorney Michael Stern. And fell myself, fell myself, <laughs> I fell myself down this rabbit hole of Niche Luxury Hot Girl. And obviously, like, there's girl in the nomenclature, but I would, I'm going to go ahead and say I think 
NLHG is for yes. everyone. Would you agree with this? Oh, yeah. Okay. You're, oh you're gosh, the founder. So. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So let me, before I explain why, absolutely, this is an inclusive community for all. And that includes everyone outside of, you know, cisgender, any kind of gendered woman. This is for everyone. I need to reference something that I think only some people have caught on to. And that that this series within, you know, there is an essence of satire within this yes. series. Like you hear, <laughs> you hear my vocal fry change. There's a whimsical background that I've selected. <laughs> and that's because this is a place in a time where instead of like being sold fast fashion, trendy supplements and like all of the things that we see all over social, we are, you know, doing the total opposite. <laughs> and we are just promoting these really nuanced random things with a backstory and elevating our spaces and rituals with things like French mint tins mm -hmm. to put our bobby pins in and puzzles. So like, while I'm sharing opulent examples of those, especially with skincare and perfume, that's more to say, like, we're creating just a community that can take a few minutes to escape from their world and have this like little romanticized kind of funny slightly dramatic experience and see some things that actually would probably elevate their life but it's it's definitely for everyone and you know i think i welcome comments and dialogue so much in the comment section and i learned so much from the people many of which are not girls and so you know you don't need to be a girl you are a niche luxury hot person and actually it's funny my now friend, Ethan, who's the founder of Elsewhere, which is one of the candle companies, the candle brands that I had found, small business that I talked about, the candle that has notes of cola that is essentially supposed to smell like outer space. He is now a niche, niche luxury hot boy so, <laughs> and, an, and an avid lover. So full circle moment. Oh my God, I love this. This is for everyone. This is so wonderful because I feel like niche luxury hot girl is more of a choice than a gender identity. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It's absolutely. It's not a gender identity whatsoever. It is almost a political <laughs> Well, no, I truly love no. this because we've talked about this off air and in the bonus episode, I said maybe I'm entering my slow girl era. And I really do think this like slowing down, being more curative and deliberate is the antidote to fast fashion, like hyper consumerism. And I don't know, just like a fast paced culture that we live in. I think this is really, I keep coming back to the word slow, but I think it's special to slow down. I think it's special to slow down too. And I think the pendulum has swung, swung so much during the last few years with you know, COVID and like the purchasing habits in which we, I think, were almost hoarding because we were afraid of not having things yeah. and then really excited to have everything and show everything once the world re-entered. And now it's like, you kind of, I say like the phrase vote with your dollar a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really more what I mean is like, you are the one that has to live your day-to-day -day life. And like, I talk a lot about rituals, too, mm -hmm. because I think up, upgrading the mundane rituals to make them more enjoyable, like, that's where I want to put my money because those are the things that I have to do. And oftentimes the things I ask myself, is it worth it <laughs> to do? And so, yeah, I think it's not about, like, this little community is not about being wealthy right. or spending money or having a lot of things, owning a lot of things. 
it's it's definitely you know there's something more to it than yeah. that. And there's definitely a, a background on on that. Yeah, we've talked about this. It's like more about imbuing the day to day with these niche luxuries, which really ties into the concept that you just brought up, like this TikTok born trend of romanticizing life. I personally love it, and I think I prefer this to the de influencing trend. And I feel like. These things can kind of go hand in hand. I think this is kind of slowing down the hyper-consumerism. For some reason, and I truly cannot put my finger on it, I do not love the de-influencing trend. <laughs> I don't know mm. why. It's like anno- yep. it's annoying me for some reason. No, do you I feel, feel the that? same way. Okay. What are your I thoughts? I feel the same way. I made a video about it because— Oh, I okay, probably saw that. So, <laughs> no, but but I'm like, I'm. I, you know what? No, you you definitely had that original thought, and we are just having a twin moment. Yes. But like, <laughs> my, I'm like, yes, of course. The thing about the de-influencing movement is it is still putting so much passion and vigor towards a brand that you probably had to rack your brain about to think that you even hated and haven't historically posted about, and you're just still— putting that much emphasis and energy towards something, yeah. but it's just now inherently negative. And I think yeah. like, so I work in influencer marketing on the brand side. I've done this for so many years. And so I see the back and forth on the other side of things on like what people are accepting, they're willing to talk about, knowing the talking points that are required of them, right? knowing they're reaching out saying, oh, I've never used this before, but yeah, sure. It sounds up my alley. And that is obviously what other people, I think, have started to gather and, like, catch up with. We also went through the same phase on YouTube, if we think many moons back, when we started to realize our favorite influencers were accepting paid things. We were like, wait, what? You are getting paid? You don't actually like your mint julep earring subscription company? (laughs) Um, I know. I feel like I just aged myself. No, it's great. But it's like we, we, you know, are going through that again. And so now I think the inherent, you know, group of people that are obviously accepting a lot and sharing a lot of the same influencer-driven brands where you start to see like, okay, have we ever seen anyone actually ever talk about this organically or as only an influencer that's been gifted X amount of product and this archetype? So it's like, I think that led to de-influencing, but instead of hating on a brand who, you know, maybe the brand itself doesn't deserve it. Maybe just one product didn't do a great job at, you know, moisturizing your lips. Like I would rather see someone do like their favorites and foregoes of the month. Like perhaps something a little more, you know, a little more relaxed. That's why I consistently use the term genuine influencer, which is one word. Genuine influencer. Yes. (laughs) A genuine influencer. Like you can be genuine and not like something, but you do not need to annihilate a brand. Yeah. Have I annihilated some brands online? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And I will if they deserve it, because that's like speaking to the fact that maybe they are, you know, doing a poor job to their employees right, or like something more that is like justice. a much larger issue. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That, that's not, that is definitely not, you know, I'm not here to be like, let's cancel this small lip balm. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree with you. And I think that hopefully, you know, everything slightly starts to net out yeah, around like the fact that people can just be balanced and also accept campaigns, accept gifting, promote things that are, honest and authentic to you as an entrepreneur if you think about your content as your brand right and hopefully 
God willing. <laughs> God willing. 2023. <laughs> it's going to be your year. Because I know it's going to be my year because I know, you know, I know why I started, you know, sharing the things that I share and why those things are deeply important to me. And so I'd love to see more of that in, I guess, the other, you know, the people that I like to watch and the people I do like to watch do do that. Yeah. So it's like more I, of that. I love that you brought up the concept of like those are kind of inherently negative videos like a long, long time ago, back in the day. <laughs> We're going to rewind. Uh, before I even became a journalist, when I was blogging, I decided I made this like pact with myself. I think it was like in the Tumblr era. I was like, there's so much negativity out in the world and there's so much negativity on the internet and I don't want to contribute to that. I had written something where I was like venting about people driving poorly <laughs> And Fair. I decided to delete it because I just thought there's so much negative energy out there. I'm only going to talk about the things that bring me joy, the things that are happy. And then I got to my job at Pop Sugar, and basically, like the not the mantra, but the mo was: if you got a product and you hated it, you don't write about it. You don't need to take someone, someone or something or some brand down if you don't like it. Like respectfully, like respond to the person who sent it to you and just be like, hey, this isn't for me. Thank you so much. Um, I don't want to put anything you know, disparaging on the site. So we're just not going to write about it. And we just kind of took that approach as this is more, I don't know, respectful and positive. Obviously, like yeah. if there's something like you said, that's, you know, not treating their employees well, or they're manufacturing in, you know, terrible labor conditions, et cetera, like right. that's a different story. But if you just personally don't like something, like tell your friends, but you don't need to like put something on blast. I don't know. I feel like there's probably an argument against that as well. But I don't know. I, I'm with you where I really want to put more positivity out into the world. I think it's just like the tone as well, though, because it's these dedicated videos that are like, right. this is me telling you all the stuff you don't need because you're an idiot that spent $50 on a gua sha <laughs> and you're never going to take it out of your drawer. And it's like, um, you moron. Well, you know, I'm like, I'm like, okay, like this is hateful towards me and my now. Like, I'm personally offended. Like, yeah, I'm like, raise your hand if you've ever been personally victimized by a de-influencing video. <laughs> me, I'm like literally me as I look at my skincare shelf. I'm like, but I love my essences. But I love my things. <laughs> and like, but I love my little things. So it's like, I don't know. I think there's a right way to do it. I think that I enjoy the fact that I have made videos for sure that are like things that I wouldn't put on my Christmas wish list or for right. me Hanukkah wish list, but that, you know, that that was a fun video. But I also explained why, because I had probably purchased it historically and I found that the value of the product in, you know, response to what it provided me probably wasn't something I'd ask for again. And then I provided an alternative and a lot of those were small businesses. Yeah, you keep so, it positive. Yeah. It's like we we're we're here to we're here to lift people up. <laughs> yes. I feel like the the de-influencing trend is sort of intended to be course corrective, but perhaps a little bit misguided on the, the negativity scale. I think the negativity scale and the authenticity scale really need to be rewritten yeah. because I think that at the end of the day, like this platform, for me at least, is one of the only reasons I survived COVID. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Like living alone my family's all on the other side of the country. Like it was seeing every day people kind of just showing, getting through it and like a sense of community that made that app so fun and made my average screen time of that app 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing what it's turned into 
and like not being able to fight through if my content's being interrupted by someone screaming at me because I made a bad purchase or yelling at me because I shouldn't or should be purchasing my greens powder that I didn't know <laughs> that I needed. Like, I, I hope that we can slowly adjust it back to something where it's like we're just talking about the things that, you know, help us have a slightly less mundane life yeah. and are and and I would like to go back to like the unedited version of my existence right mixed in with my slightly dramatized mini series <laughs> yes. I mean it, it's definitely both like you can have a life where you're like I'm stressed crying and watching princess diaries <laughs> and right. also like I got my beautiful luxury matches for my luxury candles and I'm sipping out of my new Le, uh, Le Creuset mug and there, yes. there are things that you can add those little bits of joy and glamour into and I think there's a lot of merit to having a highlight reel, especially like we've talked about this with mental health, like looking at the good things in your life can be very, very mentally, emotionally empowering. So I like the, I like the mix. I like the balance of the two. Very Libra-esque. And boy, boy, do I have a like moment that I agree with that in the, in the era of mental health and like upgrading the mundane, like I haven't really, I don't think I've ever talked about it really, but a huge portion of why I started making content is because I have a terrible problem with sometimes being able to not do my most favorite rituals because of the way my depression manifests itself. Mm -hmm. And for me, like I've had bad, really bad clinical depression for most of my life. And I'm okay, you know, sharing that because I think that it it looks different in every single person. And I think it also may be great to hear that someone who looks like they have their life together <laughs> so much um, doesn't. <laughs> but for me, like I would started posting skincare and, and whatnot, because despite that being one of my favorite things to do, I would very oftentimes catch myself asking at the mirror, is it even worth it to like wash my face or brush my teeth? Yes. And like, seriously, that was an ongoing kind of fight with myself a lot. And I would buy these products thinking, you know, I'm going to use them because I love them and I did the research, but then I would miss the step of actually using them and enjoying them. So trying to turn that into a ritual that I looked forward to was like me upgrading my ugly little clips to French pins to put my hair back with <laughs> face washing time and like getting a steamer on Jeff Bezos collection can't say the real <laughs> word, to, steam, to steam my face like as almost a habit stacking reward and getting myself that little like Le Creuset mug to have my coffee in and a floral $10 teapot because like life can be really difficult and I spend a lot of time in my own head which can be an extremely unpleasant place mm -hmm. sometimes <laughs> so adding those touches with like a little hairbrush, a special mug, like talking about those things for the people that either just want to beautify their life or the people who maybe are struggling a little bit. And like that upgrade is just enough to get them to do the task. Like that really is kind of the root of my content. And so it kind of does really tie into the romanticizing your life and also like embracing the unedited version of your existence, knowing that for like every time you're steaming your face and applying your $8 billion cream, <laughs> you might also be, you know, sitting on the ground watching Princess Diaries crying and eating a bucket of pickles. And that's fine. <laughs> and the like, bucket of pickles fine. really sent me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, that feels like really specific and it's because it was. No, it's like so on brand and also same because I love pickles. <laughs> 
Hot girls love pickles. Hot girls Again, love that's pickles. a whole other. It's a, it's a, that's a whole other. Yeah, it's you know, own episode. Bucket of pickles. <laughs> the one with the bucket, bucket of pickles. pickles. <laughs> the one you you get it. The girls. So we're good. making progress, everyone around the world. <laughs> um, I love that you just shared that story. Not only is it so relatable for me personally, but it's so relatable for so many others who are going through something themselves with mental health. So many of us struggle, whether it's clinical depression or anxiety or a nice little cocktail combo of the two or something else within the sphere of a mental health struggle. And I really do believe, well, depending on where you are with your mental health and what stage of the journey you're in, sometimes those little 1% changes really can add up. And you got to do what you got to do to motivate yourself to take care of yourself. I personally love making those little video diaries on TikTok because it does hold me a little bit more accountable. Yeah, I'm like, well, I got to do the skincare because then I got to get the clip of it for the video, <laughs> which is so silly. No, 100%. But like not, you, could, you could say it's stupid or you could say, oh, it's just something that switched your brain on to do the things that you need to do. Well, what you're talking about is actually something I've incorporated recently. And when I incorporated it, it's when I saw a massive sort of shift in my content and it's narrative therapy. Yeah. I love narrative therapy. <laughs> I found I found that like, you know, clinical or excuse me, cognitive just talk therapy doesn't do enough for me because unfortunately I'm extremely self-aware and combative. <laughs> <laughs> but narrative therapy where you're really going ahead and changing your own narrative because you, you know, you have to do that. The words you speak become the home that you live in. Yeah. So like telling yourself like, oh, I get to film myself today and do my skincare and then I get to watch it. And like, this is now a hobby for me. Like this is, you know, and, and that is such a crazy, beautiful, full circle moment. And of course that can help, you know, that those little things can help your mental health and also Wellbutrin. <laughs> team Welly B. <laughs> we are team Welly B in this family. Yes. And, <laughs> and like, so the point is like, you should a hundred percent like allow yourself to have that narrative change and like the fact that you're making those videos and that's your narrative now and why you make them like that makes it all that much more special for me as a watcher now to know that when you posted it that's you know a narrative you were going through and then also just like it then becomes a habit and then it becomes right. a part of your life and something you look forward to. And then look at you. Now you have this amazing podcast. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's true. It's really beautiful to zoom out like this and see all the positives. I know that social media in general gets such a bad rap, especially like, you know, we're a generation that's chronically online and we need to touch grass and all those things. And it's true. Like, mm. you know, you can't live your whole life on the internet or on social media, but there's so many beautiful positives, including this, like where you can really use it as a tool for your mental health. And then on top of that, like fostering connections with someone you never would have met in real life. Like the two of us never would have crossed paths and never, and now we're friends. Now we're going to each other's friendship wedding. (laughs) Friendship wedding. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, yeah, there's, it's more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is connecting people from across the country and the globe to be like, oh, I think I might have found my soulmate actually. (laughs) Thank you, TikTok. Thank you. And I just, I feel like it's so beautiful to be able to foster a really deep friend connection again, with someone who you have never been in the same physical space with, like, it just goes to show you that I'm such a, I'm so corny. I'm like, love knows no no boundaries. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, in the physical space in order to, like, create a love connection with someone through friendship, through romance, like, whatever it might be. It's love knows no bounds. (laughs) Love knows no boundaries. It is essentially 
the unseen accessory, just like perfume. Oh my god, I love <laughs> you! you. you it's, it's true. You you can't you can't see it or smell it, but it's there. I mean, yes. perfume you can, but you For know, sure. <laughs> love, love you love. can feel. The most beautiful accessory is love and joy, and I feel like these are all things that you have helped me channel more through the creation of your content. And I know that part of creating this content is helping you in your mental health, but then it's paying it forward and it's helping me in my mental health. And every time I saw you pop up. In my For You page, I was like, oh, my God, like, we have the same candle. We have the same perfume. I like that thing, too. And every time I saw you, it's like, I think that we're supposed to be friends, but she's going to think I'm a total stalker. No. <laughs> Just leave it on my little oh, comments. Yeah. And then no, and that's what's funny, though, is, like, the funny thing was you your comments and the level in which your comments, like, showed me, oh, my God, there's another girl out there living her life doing her thing every day and we are having such similar experiences like why would I not immediately add her to be my friend and just assume (laughs) that we were destined to and I honestly do that with anyone that follows me like I you could have no photo and no following and there are people (laughs) that do and I will follow you and send you a message and tell you I love you because I'm like, welcome, you're home now. Because honestly, like, if that is, if someone feels that way about me, the reality is I will probably likely feel the same way about them. And like, we are just trying to find each other because, you know, and then when you do, it's like, it all kind of starts to make sense a little bit. And then everything, you know, anthropologically starts to make sense, like, you know, toothpaste gate. <laughs> toothpaste gate. Okay. We, I feel like we should explain it at this juncture in the, in it the episode. It has been said so many times. So yes. part of being a niche luxury hot girl has to do with the villain origin story that Caroline <laughs> discovered for all of us. The removal of crest whitening expressions. Is it whitening expressions? Yes. Oh, it's crest whitening expressions, vanilla mint. Vanilla mint <laughs> toothpaste from shelves nationwide, the disappearance. Caroline, will you do us the honor of explaining this one origin story? Oh my goodness. It would be an honor and a privilege. <laughs> so gather around, children, and take a seat. Stand, sit, whatever. Some 15 years ago, we, I, lived in a better time. And I call it between 2006 and 2008. BC, comma, VM, which stands for Before Crest Vanilla Mint was taken away from the shelves. You guys, if you remember this flavor or you had a big sister brother that had this flavor, I know they were hot and I know they probably (laughs) did. They probably did theater. They probably had sparkly nail polish. Okay, this flavor was a refreshing alternative for adults and children who did not like standard toothpaste flavors. Okay, this was heavy vanilla, light mint, and it was a treat every night. And as an anthropologist, when they took it away from me, I knew in my bones, and I've signed petitions to bring it back historically, many, many years before I even brought it up online. And I I knew as the qualitative, quantitative you know, marrying art and science professor that I am, that if I shared on the internet that, you know, if you loved this, you probably are now a niche luxury hot girl. And and I was right. The overwhelming <laughs> response. Overwhelming. To, the overwhelming response to of comments of people saying, oh my God, you just triggered a memory in core me memory. that I had core memories stored away. And of course, 
across all the comments, every girl, hot, niche luxury, <laughs> giving me fant- giving me fantastic item suggestions and things that I never would have thought of, like little tiny trinkets, and they missed out on Crest Vanilla Mint. So, yep. you know, of course, we mourned her loss. We, we mourned <laughs> the loss of Crest Vanilla Mint. And every day, I hope that Crest, you know, hears our cries. But in the meantime, we, you know, as forward-thinking women forward-thinking people are finding alternatives every day we still haven't found the alternative but we have been obviously enjoying marvis flavors immensely i have been getting a lot of feedback on the fact that they are fluoride free but i do have to respond to every single comment letting them know there's a magnesium makeup within the toothpaste that dentists do say is comparable to fluoride use. <laughs> yes, they so do have using that. They have similar compounds mm-hmm. and some people don't like fluoride toothpaste, some people do. It's 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 very much up to the it's, user, but I I just love that you posted this about the Crest Vanilla Mint because in true me fashion in 2020 when I was just like trying to feel something, I <laughs> <laughs> went on an active quest for vanilla mint and I was flabbergasted when I found that I could no longer get it and mm-hmm. this truly was such an oddly I keep coming back to the word niche but like oddly no, specific right like such an interesting memory I'm like oh my god that was my favorite toothpaste and I was just looking for it and I've spoken about this to literally no one and then it pops yeah. up on TikTok on your page <laughs> Like this is these are the shared joint experiences that bring families together. <laughs> this is what holds families together in this. This day is and what age. is this is the glue of this community, and it's made of vanilla, and it's gone, <laughs> and we need it back. But it's true. It's like these niche little moments of like, oh my god, I don't. I used to have that, you know, tiny specific tea set right. in my grandmother's house. It's right. like that is crazy cool i have not had any other experience getting to see like those kind of comments and i feel literally overjoyed by the fact that i've been saying these things that i'm like well i like them so hopefully (laughs) someone sees it and now it's turned into like yes queen saved this video because i know you're gonna say something that you know i loved as a child and that is that is as Oh, that is therapy. You found your people. For a Taurus. Oh, my God. For real, for a Taurus. For a Taurus. (laughs) You found your people. You found your community. I think I remember that you have Jupiter in your 11th house, which is like expansion within your community. That's like your bigger friend groups, your network. And you are just blessing us with your abundance and your fortune. Thank you for that. Oh, my God. Mayor, thank you. <laughs> thank thank you for being there. It is honestly a joy. And I'm so glad we all have been united by these experiences because I think it's, this is, like, this is a niche thing, but, like, that kind of, like, feeling of understanding. Yeah. I, rare. I feel like never do I get to have those kind of connections anymore where we talk about things that like used to be and bring up those positive memories. Right. It's so much like future scaping of like, oh my God, did I get the next tiny bikini that's gonna, <laughs> you know, whatever. But thinking like taking it back to being like we're bonding over toothpaste, right. like talk about toothpaste talk about nostalgia. Pre- <laughs> literally toothpaste nostalgia. That's the premium content. Okay. <laughs> so that's I just appreciate you. We live for that. And I just appreciate you for letting us tell our story. (laughs) Oh, my God. Naturally. Okay. So, (laughs) obviously, it's hilarious to me. We're all united by this (laughs) toothpaste nostalgia, the experience of the early aughts. And 
we have discovered both on and offline, we have so much in common in terms of our taste and preferences and shopping habits. But this is also coming from your your profession, your expertise, you're a trend spotter, you're a forecaster. This is like your inherent life calling. How did you get so good at this? How does this tie into your work that you do as an influencer strategist? Okay, so much to unpack there. First of all, thank <laughs> Casual, you. Casual quick question. <laughs> no, first of all, thank you so much for even saying we have anything in common in terms of taste because you are the ultimate tastemaker, in my opinion, oh my and God, no. also the only... <laughs> No, li- no, like literally, no, 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 you're my, you're my Alex Earl. I've told you, you're my Alex Earl. And you. I mean that. I mean oh every God, word of stop. it. I'm like, yep, you, you and Stella. But okay, so the trend, so there's, so there's a lot to unpack. With the influencer marketing strategy thing, I'm going to unpack that last because it's the last portion. But I think that similar to your origin story, this sounds so dramatic, it was never a choice for me <laughs> because I I was raised by a mother who is also a Taurus. She was an art oh history God. major who literally would always go to France because she was an art history major and oh would God. go like curate museums. She like literally cries and weeps at the Belle Epoque era. Oh my and God. I grew I grew up with her bringing me little cups and saucers of English breakfast tea to wake me up in preschool before she'd put on my bloomers and I would dress up in her little French nightgowns and I think I developed a taste for glamour (laughs) (laughs) that just unfortunately seamlessly integrated into me as I you know hit puberty (laughs) and that's when your brain develops so between that and the fact that I am a Taurus sun you know the 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 sun the planets they chose me to be yep to be this way. Unfortunately, (laughs) exactly. It's like, historically, I would have never considered myself a trend spotter or forecaster also, because I think that like a lot, I didn't think a lot of people would find so much commonality in the random things that I like, like me showing a tiny tin of French mints and being like, Mm -hmm. this is a great place to store your Bobby. (laughs) Yeah. Or, or the pistachio gate. Oh my the, God. The, the nut of the hot girl. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's so much, there's so much to unpack there, but it's like, I think the world around me and the way I inherently view these things, unfortunately, comes from the fact that I was born and bred to be this obnoxiously <laughs> luxurious. And you were groomed to be a tastemaker of Blair. I was groomed to be a tastemaker. Okay. It didn't choose me. It's like I was a show dog at birth. It's just like <laughs> Petunia. And and I had no choice. And in regards to the strategy thing, though, so yes, my I always I was a child of the internet. Whilst I was making mud pies in Hawaii, you know, in my early days, I the moment I found MySpace and YouTube, I was like, oh. Oh, this is for me. This I was watching, I was watching like cribs and like the VH1 lists of like most expensive, whatever. <laughs> and I think, I think those sent me into being like, okay, so this is cool. We love this. And I eventually, child of the internet, fell into OG, you know, beauty YouTube guru days. And I was raised by those women, those children, if you will. <laughs> children. Women to, women to me then children to me now as they were as they were 12 now (laughs) but um those you know the kind of the absolute just like stars in my eyes when I would see those girls showing me their Revlon lip butters and you know their Rebecca Minkoff mini backpacks yep (laughs) and the new Mac collections like I found the way that like you see a hot man in a bar and like your heart stops that was me but 
with Mac's new like holiday collection <laughs> launch as a 12 year old. And so yes. I think growing up, I just that that channeled in me and with the love of content, the love of understanding creators and their narratives, I knew I wanted to work in influencer marketing and like be a part of storytelling marketing, but I didn't think I would ever be the one actually doing the storytelling. So I have done and have run influencer campaigns for pretty much every brand or brand category you can think of. Like I'm talking like Remova, like the luggage to Pizza Hut. I had a turtle. I had a tortoise. Shout out Tiptoe the tortoise. You're my favorite influencer. He, you know, we (laughs) Wait, Tiptoe the tortoise was your client? Yep. Yes. We, I have pictures FaceTiming him. He's my, his, his manager is also Billie Eilish's manager. And they sent me Billie Eilish tickets because we had the best relationship. And I was literally like, hoarding him into dominoes i was like this is a star and everyone was like this is the influencer we want and i was like see i am a tastemaker they don't want humans they want tortoises they want, but they like want tiptoe i love tip-toe. they want tiptoe <laughs> i'll have to get you two connected offline i, mean, I would <laughs> love to meet tip-toe offline. <laughs> i'm like we can have an episode where it's just you and tiptoe and like there's absolutely nothing no words spoken just like direct <laughs> eye contact but like i think it, i think that'd be great but like i will i will make that connection but the point being <laughs> the point being influencer marketing definitely i think almost backwards let me trend set because i was seeing the things that were so inherently popular that i think i was looking out for the things that were being like left aside or like things that were trending out that i just still wanted to about and the reality is everything comes back around so here i am and if i'm known as the girl that like loves to promote mints and puzzles <laughs> i will be so happy with it's that your legacy forever if that's my <laughs> legacy that's okay i'm good with that if, as long as i bring crest vanilla mint back before i perish <laughs> that's my legacy your life like, story put that my life, my literally, it's like the the surviving crest gate, the Caroline Stearns story, <laughs> and that's me and you. That really is like our friendship in a nutshell so far. <laughs> and it's great too because every time we have any sort of dialogue back and forth, if you read the texts, I sometimes read our texts, and I'm like, what if a pilgrim read these messages? <laughs> Like, what do you think? Because it's literally you being like, oh, yes, this boar hair toothbrush. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> indeed, like, yep, I like absolutely love this skincare product that was <laughs> harvested from like grass in Sweden. And it's like, oh, my God, it's so niche, but it's so important. It's so important to us. It's either that or like all caps, like cackling and like a lot of typos of us just like screaming in excitement at each other. And it's I think they would be It's mostly that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mostly like that. It's 99. <laughs> Maybe 99. Yeah, no. It's literally that's like, oh, yes, Bucatini? <laughs> Wait, I'm so glad you brought up Bucatini because what I wanted to do next, <laughs> I wanted to bring up the the things that we're loving right now. Niche luxury hot girls don't gatekeep. So what are some Never. niche luxury hot girl things? Let's just start off with Bucatini is a hot girl noodle. You have brought this up to so many of us. And I'm like, yes, Bucatini is a hot girl noodle. It is. And you know what? This, again, has an origin story, (laughs) as all good things do, because Bucatini, listeners, has an entire community around it. There was once upon a time a Bucatini shortage in 2020. And us cult followers, we followed the story. There was a journalist, Rachel Handler, who quite literally had to investigate the Bucatini shortage of 2020, and she kept us updated, and she literally 
traced back to the origins of the factories on why there was a shortage. And we discussed that, you know, within that, this is why it's Bucatini is more than just a noodle. Okay. It deserves its praise because it is an innate bounciness. It has a personality. If you boil Bucatini for 50% of the time, the box tells you to, and you cook it perfectly al dente, you will experience a textural experience like nothing else that you've encountered in your natural human life. So like when cooked correctly, Bucatini, it's not, you're just not eating it. It's eating you. Like it bites back. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a responsive noodle. It's a self-aware noodle. And in these times, you know, social interaction, we don't know anymore. It, it, you can, it, it, along with social interaction, you could get illness. You could get, you know, mental illness. But Bucatini <laughs> offers an alternative. It, it's an alternative to social interaction with a pasta. And what could be hotter than that? So it's, I didn't you anticipate know. this, and I'm so happy. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm like, thank, you're welcome. You for my, I'm so sorry. My Bucatini TED Talk. And um, this is welcome to your TED talk. And like you, hopefully, never buy angel hair. That is a whole other. Oh you no, know. angel hair is one of my faves. You know what? That's okay. We <laughs> can't like, agree on everything. All of us have flaws. It's <laughs> like right. We can't all be perfect. And I'm like, and if the only thing about you that I don't love and want to write down on a wall to study every day is that you love angel hair, I think I'll be okay with that. Okay, but Bucatini like, is the hot girl noodle. Bucatini is the hot girl noodle, but Angel Hair, the name, Angel, I just... Uh, I know, because cherubs. Cherubs, which is another hot girl thing, is uh, an affinity for cherubs. Oh, cherubs and the affinity for cherubs. We see them, we saw them, and we're seeing them <laughs> We saw them slowly start to be integrated into little trinkets, and then slowly... The jewelry brands that are doing it right, like Kin and like some of these, you know, other more well-known 14 karat to 18 karat gold jewelers that are not, you know, just relying on their legacy house name, integrating cherubs. And then, of course, we went on Scully and Scully. Month later, we noticed their new hand mirror. What was it? What was it wearing? A cherub mm -hmm. design. And I think... I don't know. I haven't quite uncovered the rationale as to why cherubs do it for us so much. Yeah. But I have ordered several Everything. tiny cherub candles and I am wearing a cherub necklace. Oh I think God. it's like they're just the they're that little like, you know, in Aquamarine where Aqua gets <laughs> yes. the starfish earrings. You're like, yes, of course I do. When Aqua gets the starfish earrings, and they're like, Aqua, Aqua, like, you are so beautiful. <laughs> I think for me, like having cherubs around me, I'm like, mm -hmm, like, you're welcome. Like, I'm your mom. And yeah, yeah. Like, thank you for being here. So we might need to unpack that in yeah. some sort of therapy episode. But... I, have a th I have a hypothesis. So in part, Tell what me. you just said, like having like little guardian angel things around yes. you, like that's inherently sweet. Like we're living kind of like a Disney princess vibe where, yeah, yeah maybe a little escapism. And then the other part of my <laughs> hypothesis is... I've been saying this for, like, the past several years. I fully think we are on the precipice of a cultural renaissance. And I think that oh. really represent, like, the classic renaissance, but also, like, the idea of rebirth. And I, I just think that, like, this whole renaissance vibe is, you know, steeping into our preferences. Does that make I sense? Have, I have angel bumps, as Shannon would say. Oh, my God. Shannon, bumps. are you listening? <laughs> Shannon, I'm your biggest fan. I listen to episode six twice a day, but I digress oh on my that. God, I, love I do. You. 
I do believe, no, seriously, I do agree with you. I do think we're on the precipice of a modern renaissance. And honestly, you see it in Jeff Bezos' collection fashion. You see corsets integrating themselves in. You see, you know, we're going, we're going with the very pink toned makeup soon enough. Will I be head to toe corseted wearing a powdered wig? Touching yes. the ceiling, God willing. Yeah, God willing. God I did willing. get invited to um, a Baroque, like Marie Antoinette era ball at Versailles in Paris. And I feel like that's extremely on brand for this conversation. I feel like you not going to that would be absolute like worlds crumbling like devastating nation- to the, the time space like, literally <laughs> like no like literal like devastating nationwide like <laughs> global pandemics could never like Crisis. i literally i will start a fundraiser i will start a gofundme <laughs> get get dominique to versailles okay i will literally go door to door <laughs> i will go to door to door with not unicef but something similar a similar little box with your face on it holding crest vanilla mint in your <laughs> gown and i will say in this wig. is out in of course and i'll say ladies gentlemen please this girl we need her to to get there for the sake of future us like a butterfly effect moment for and posterity I think for posterity and the good of the future children and i think that I think that that will happen. We do a really good job at manifesting as a duo. So I think, I think so too. <laughs> Just think, like door to door, I am once again asking for your financial support. <laughs> like, be like, look, I know, I know you donated to charity, and that's great. But there's a girl. She's got to go to a ball. <laughs> She's got to go to a ball, and that's. I mean, there's so much to unpack there as well. Yeah, we have to I, get you there. I think you have to go as well because the powdered wig, obviously. Oh, that's the manifestation. Like, I'm like, girl, if you hear me up there, little cherubs, I cherubs. might like to go. I'm like, cherubs, rise. <laughs> cherubs rise. We ride at dawn. <laughs> we ride at dawn and we're going to Italy. <laughs> oh or Paris. God, yes. any, any of the other. Any of it. Well, okay, speaking of Italy, you're just like on it with the segues right now because we have bonded over one of my favorite skincare products, Lines, <laughs> which... I love something that's like artisanal European and under the radar, right? And this is like ticking all the boxes. But because we don't gatekeep, I want to talk about my moisturizer from Comfort Zone that Caroline just tried. I'm like, are you sure you want the people to I know, right? Like I'm only really kind of gatekeeping like my favorite perfume, but like we'll talk about that later. But this skincare, Caroline, what are your first impression thoughts? You just got it. (sighs) Okay. I just got it and... This is okay. So to backtrack to you telling me about it, I think that any person that has the luxury of being able to try products at the mass level and still chooses to really hunt down something and spend whatever its cost is based on how efficacious it is, that is that is the influencer I wanna know. Like I wanna know (laughs) I don't I don't want to know your favorite of the month or whatever. I want to know what did you spend money on since you get everything for free. Not you, but in general. But totally you but totally. But like you, you know, winged beneath my wings, Duchess, <laughs> said to me that you've tried so many things and you were like, you know, on the DL, I got this this Italian skincare. It's under the radar. And my ears perked up like a little, <laughs> like a little nymph. Like a baby and petunia. You, like a baby petunia. And she, oh, her ears just perked up. Hey, sister. <laughs> and 
And you said it's a tiny artisanal luxury Italian skincare. Those are words that in any combination, like put those in a blender, I will put throw, slams card down. Like me. And <laughs> take so, my money. <laughs> take my money. And so when it came, I was like, oh my God, I'm trying something that someone that I deeply trust is, you know, telling me they love. And immediately when I put on the Hydra Memory Cream, yes, <laughs> I was like, what is this experience? It is not a cream, nor a moisturizer, nor a, like, I, it's just everything. It's, it's like, like a cloud of water for your skin. It's like a cloud of water. It feels like your face is being dipped into a milky swamp of heaven. That didn't sound as, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound as like beautiful coming out as I hoped that it would, but a like if pool. you think of a milky, <laughs> not a swamp, or, you know, but also, you know, justice for swamps. They didn't do anything, but like, yeah, a milky pool, a milky justice pool of swamps. justice for swamps, a milky swamp. Okay. Okay. I'm taking, we're, we're taking the word back. We're, we're, Bringing it back. It's Cherubs cherub and swamp. swamp. A cherub-filled <laughs> swamp, okay? <laughs> Full of Italian minerals and elixirs. There's no yeah. place I'd rather be. I put it on. I did it on a night where I was not doing retin all night. It was a recovery night, so I could really let it sink in and do its thing and have its moment. And I woke up the next morning, and it looked like my face had had a glass of Evian. My forehead mm-hmm. was like trickling down with light beams not water or sweat just like, but just like the beams of light and I am obsessed and I literally have been thinking about it every morning now and it like I, I can't wait to put it on and I also use they have a little exfoliant sort of oh yeah emollient uh yes it's like an emollient not chemical exfoliant a um, physical exfoliant yeah did you get it's like the white scrub used the white scrub yep yep and I was just like, this is living, boys and girls. And <laughs> boys and girls. <laughs> boys and girls. So my review is 10 out of 10. I literally would repurchase. And now I it has its own little spot on my special oh my cabinet. This makes me I, so happy. No, anything you recommend me also for <laughs> like anyone who's listening, if you don't understand, like if you for some reason haven't been able to like gather what this woman like does and says and her thought process and ability to like look behind ingredients and also packaging to find miracles <laughs> like do better you're my publicist now <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like do better because do anything better. she do better anything she said I'm like okay I guess my favorite thing <laughs> in the world now is this and my life has inherently improved since Honestly, taking her recommendations. Though. That's you for so, me, truly. You're my comfort zone, quote unquote. <laughs> you're my comfort zone. You're oh my, my comfort zone while I put on comfort zone. But really, so also happy. like artisanal luxury Italian skincare. <laughs> we lo- we love to see it. We, we love, love to, see, to it. see it. There's nothing yeah. like putting that on while you slurp down a big bucket of bucatini and listen <laughs> to a this is, and or noodles while you listen to a this is fine podcast episode. Probably six if you're me. <laughs> <laughs> Facial noodles podcast. Oh, God, I'm like life is life is good. Kind of and astrology and astrology. Ooh, yeah, so you're learning about astrology right now. Do you feel like astrology is a niche luxury hot girl topic? Oh my gosh, yes. And (laughs) not only do I think it is, I think it must be the most because I think you have taken 
what I want to call obtuse hot girl. (laughs) (laughs) No offense. If you're an obtuse hot girl and your, you know, daily level of astrology is, you know, checking your co-star app, that's fine. You can move from obtuse hot girl to niche luxury hot girl. It takes time. You have to study. It's like taking the LSAT, but you can get there. (laughs) You don't, you know, it's not all natural. And Dominique's version of astrology is as niche luxury hot girl astrology as ever. And the stuff that you've been teaching me, as well as Shannon and Nina, who they have no idea who I am, but I am their biggest They do now. (laughs) I literally, like niche luxury hot girls have hobbies and they are well-read and educated. And what better way to educate? And I, when I say educated, I mean, it's if you have the tools to be able to find out information on topics you're interested in. And what a way to do that other than to literally dive yourself, you, into the world of astrology and become an astrologer and be able to read the chart of your dog. That is niche luxury. <laughs> the like way that, that you framed that to not make me sound like a psychopath, but like actually like a smart person was very <laughs> gentle and kind of you. Oh no, you you are doing the things that I mean, you're like, yes, I'm doing ballet and I'm an astrologer. And I'm just like, (laughs) I'm like, who designed you and where can I find them for round two of myself? (laughs) But like, yes, it is absolutely an East Luxury Hawk Girl hobby and topic. And I have been, I'm so just like, I caterwaul all over town about you saying that my Saturn return is coming. And then (laughs) I'm like, my friend Dominique told me that I'm about to be in a time of abundance, but I'm also healing my inner child. So can I please have a lollipop? (laughs) Please, please please heal my inner child before my Saturn return because this is my level up era. (laughs) No, literally, please. But I mean, astrology is so, so cool in niche luxury. And anything you tell me about my chart is so like devastatingly cool to me because it makes me feel realized like it makes me feel like oh this is why I am an emotional burn victim (laughs) but also (laughs) did I say that no but like you know (laughs) no absolutely not no no but but for me it's like I am extremely emotional yet extremely stubborn yet I'm ruled by you know Pisces and it's like everything makes sense now and you are kind of putting the pages together so I can be like I'm not making excuses for my behavior but like when you put me I'm a you know I'm coming out of the closet as an Aquarius rising here Ooh, and like yeah I'm sure I'm I'm okay I'm admitting it like I'm a little I'm a sensey girl And I'm ruled by Pisces and you're teaching me all these things. And it's really cool. I love that so much. And I love that you feel more seen and heard and validated through learning more about your chart. That's so special. I think that you've totally inspired me to want to take courses as well, because anything that can help me reset my central nervous system, (laughs) aka focus on one thing yeah literally I'm like that I will take on that is why we love puzzles because yes puzzles are NLHG NLHG 100% we should do Mm -hmm. we should have a puzzle of me you Stella and Petunia holding each other surrounded by cherubs (laughs) just like a family (laughs) just like a family and that's the design of the puzzle um, I'm going to do that because, uh, as you know, graphic design is my passion. <laughs> right. Of course. And of, and of course, our names are spelled, obviously, in a font that looks like Bucatini. Oh, my God. Like, it's, there's just like a package of Bucatini. Yeah, this is going to happen. A collage is in the works. 
I'm like, please, I'll, I will frame it and put it above my couch. You don't even have to, like, you don't even have to send it to me. I'll come get it. Frame it like it's an Hermes scarf and just, like... Literally, I'm like, you, you frame your favorite family heirloom Hermes scarf. I... <laughs> I've got this puzzle of Bucatini and puzzle. my friend and dogs. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's niche luxury. It's great, yeah. too, because now all these things that really make no sense and are inherently weird because we require theater girls, like, I'm just like, <laughs> niche luxury. <laughs> choir theater girls okay it's, it's like you get it yeah the girl this is uh the, girls me, who get the it, ultimate get it. the girls who get it get it so speaking of the girls who get it get it i brought up something that i was really into and you were like oh my god yes like this is going to be the next thing um vintage dior sleepwear like yep. glamorous pajamas i like went down a rabbit hole because i was worried about fast fashion but even the more expensive items i was looking at are still made in china and you can't really like i don't know gauge their practices mm-hmm. um so i'm like okay what about like vintage like if we go back a few decades i think things were made better it is kind of weird in my mind to like have someone's like old pajamas but i feel like this is the kind of stuff that like isn't worn a lot cuz it's like right silk and like nicer material so I I found like a vintage Dior robe that I really love um and yeah I've just been down this rabbit hole of like vintage designer pajamas in general and you showed these to me and I flipped my lid (laughs) I was like also inherently looking at just something in the realm of sleepwear and little nighties, because I had a 2023 resolution that was I'm not going to go to bed in sweatpants, especially the ones that I wore all day oh, anywhere, because yeah. I literally, I work from home, I sit on the couch or the floor or my yep. table, and yep. I want to make it abundantly clear to anyone listening, I do not get ready <laughs> during the day I do my skin I do my skincare I will sometimes brush my hair but I am absolutely not a girl that can you know do the narrative of like I do makeup every day because it makes me feel good like I put on my jeans that's not me and if that is you like great I'm so happy that there are people (laughs) that are that is simply not me so if there is going to be a time where I then invest in my outfits and make myself feel a little prettier it must naturally be my sleep time. (laughs) (laughs) So literally Taurus. So instead of being like, oh, time to buy some ready to wear outfits for work, I, you know, got a pair of denim jeggings. (laughs) Yes. Which that's a whole lot. From frame, right? From frame. And I, so cute. Honestly, so comfortable too. We love her. We love a denim jegging. That's, you know, (laughs) a luxury, a luxury denim jegging, but the pajamas, like I, I started getting a little nighties, some that I honestly just, I love just going to like Nordstrom Rack or TJ Maxx, because honestly, if I'm gonna shop at a store that is like selling things at, you know, whatever price, like whether it be in-store brick and mortar or online, I for the most part do like to get stuff that's like frame or James Purse or something like that at a discounted rate because it's like, I, yes, exactly. Like I just wear shirts and like I, but I, the pajamas, it's like, I'm willing to invest a little more because I don't wear them that much and they make me feel like a princess and my mm-hmm. inner child deserves to feel like a princess. So, you know, if you're if you're going to see a vintage Dior literal pink lace robe gown on the real real, <laughs> which there are a plethora of for only yes. a merely a means of $100, that's what I spend at CVS on Medicine Day. Like, 
It's a hundred percent valuable for us to be investing in that because you know what? We'll donate it to our dog daughters one day. <laughs> I'll pass it down or, to my dog daughter. Like Stella will heirloom. have that. Family Stella heirloom. will have her Stella. Dior robe. A hundred percent. I love what you talked about with treating your inner child like a princess. And I think that like as fun and silly as we are with like these little luxuries, like that really is what it's all about. Like doing something really special for your inner self, your inner child. It's the one percent or, you know, maybe a few percent changes that you make to something as simple as just going to sleep, making yourself feel good. Like, I don't think you can solve your mental health problems with shopping, obviously, no, even though that no. is my my toxic, unhealthy coping mechanism. <laughs> Retweet. Retweet. But I do think that if you can imbue little bits of this romanticization, is that the word? Romantic- romanticization. I think so. <laughs> Right? I speak English, I swear. Romanticization. Uh, For sure. Um, If you can romanticize these moments in your life and really embellish them and add flair in whatever package that looks like to you, that's something that you can do to take better care of yourself. And that's what this is all about. We're taking better care of ourselves. 100%. Like the reality is like I, it is fun and cute and you know, girly and fluffy for me to be able to talk about, you know, these little things that do make life better. But the reality is like, if you do have an inner child that needs to be, you know, basically re-raised and you need to treat her and you need to like take care of her and comfort her and talk to her and make decisions for her and with her in mind, that is definitely something that you need to do with guidance and help and that is a hard thing to do and people have to meet you at a level of empathy when that is something that you're dealing with because for the most part, you know, the thoughts and day-to-day life that you have to spend when you are, you know, dealing with trauma that probably happened to your inner child, like, that's a whole other story. But for those people like myself, like, there is comfort and a sense of, you know, pride and a sense of happiness that you can get from just making things around you a little bit prettier, a little bit easier to digest because the world is hard. That's mm-hmm. really that's really all we're trying to do. And if it comes out of you, you know, buying a candle that you found from a small business and also getting to support someone else, like that's also a big thing because it's like we're trying to raise up these other people that are trying to do good and and make a big happy happy inner child across Mm -hmm. the nation i love this that really is the medicine and i did not expect niche luxury hot girl talk to turn into like soothing our inner child and like healing healing our (laughs) mental health but like honestly like not surprised either (laughs) i'm like yeah i'm like "Eh, behind every niche luxury hot girl is a severely depressed (laughs) (laughs) like right maybe i don't know no just kidding but i mean i mean (laughs) behind these practices i think like a way to frame that behind these practices is someone who really cares about taking care of their mental health and is finding ways to find more joy in life. All of us struggle with something. Like, you could say, like, oh, yeah, severely depressed, whatever. Like, everyone's got something they're dealing with, whether it's circumstantial, biochemical, whatever it is. Like, you just said it. The world is really hard sometimes, and what can we do to add more ease? And I think just the intention behind that, adding ease, levity, joy into our lives, like, that's someone who is self-aware and cares and wants to make the world a better place, starting with making sure they feel good. That was so beautifully said and, like, such a moment of, <laughs> like, just, yes, like, the ca- you captured the way that I feel 
sometimes, you know, when you read a poem and you think like, oh, someone wrote something down that I haven't been able to put into words, but now, thank goodness, it's like out in the atmosphere. Oh, Like that's you just did that. Thank you for giving me the idea. Like this is really, this is collaborative. This is, this is fusion. This is musical fusion. This is us. <laughs> this is, this is us. But really, but really, and this is two girls that have gone through, you know, similar pathways to getting to yeah. where they are and have leaned on similar things to, you know, make life a little bit easier, whether it be Wellbutrin or, you know, purchasing <laughs> a Marley. candle or <laughs> yeah. Parfum to Marley, more and most importantly, Parfum to Marley. But, <laughs> but either way, you know, it's hopefully an experience that a lot of people will feel. And then, you know, whether you haven't gotten there yet or you hear it and you're like, oh, you know what? Like, I kind of get it. That's that's all. That's all. At the end yep. of the day, just uh, you get That's it. The community. I just keep saying that. I'm like community. You keep getting it. I love. I love community. I love our community. <laughs> I love our community. We got to get you a mayor shirt. Oh my god, you're an angel. I need to get you like queen mother, like <laughs> the one who gave birth to us all. <laughs> I literally like just all I want. I don't even want a queen mother of my own niche. I want a like honorary like guest of the moment <laughs> like I oh my god wanna... I do need to develop some this is fine merch maybe we'll work just, on our merch strategy like, after this like please like please all I want is a this is fine crew neck with like oh the logo of the little like mouse with the fairy Linda? wings yeah I want <laughs> yes. Linda and I want like cartoons of Shannon and Nina and Stella <laughs> And I want, like, you in Paris and maybe, like, me and Petunia are, like, really tiny in the background holding up a box of pasta and toothpaste. Okay, so um, you're officially hired on the This Is Fine staff because you're our merch developer. <laughs> I literally am, like, merch developer, um, you know, PR, um, yeah. abs- publicist. Hype woman. That's all I yeah. want. I we got to do it. We, we don't have to make it for, for anyone else. I don't need anyone else to have it. I just want <laughs> just this for me. For me. <laughs> no, we start <laughs> selling them like on TikTok. I also think we need um, some niche luxury hot girl merch. So let's, I do like, agree. strategize. Okay, yeah. I think, yeah, I think like guys, like we, yeah, we have a lot to discuss. We got a lot to talk about. So Ugh. for anyone listening right now who wants to find you and check out niche luxury hot girl, Caroline M. Stern on TikTok, is there any other place that you want them to go? No, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you you know, find me on TikTok. The reality is my Instagram is currently still a safe place as I'm still deep, yeah. deep in the trenches of dating app world. And I, uh, you know, I don't want them to be like, what is this woman talking about? Tiny mints. <laughs> Tiny so, so maybe eventually, if you want to pop over there too, sure, throw throw, throw your girl. <laughs> but I am on TikTok, and if you ever want to talk about anything with me, you know, I'm really easy to get a hold of on email too, and I pretty much will respond to anyone ever, always, in every <laughs> comment because pop into that I, comment section. Pop in. It's a safe. You're welcome home. Like the minute you get there, you're amongst friends. You're going to feel so safe. You're going to feel so loved. You're going to literally, you're going to feel like I'm your, your dad mother. And, mommy. and that's all I want. <laughs> I'm like, I'm mommy Caroline. Welcome back to this week's episode of Niche Luxury Um Caroline, you got to come back for another episode. I feel like Niche Luxury Hot Girl has to be a series. Um, I'm just obsessed with you. So grateful for you sharing this energy. This was so much fun. 
there is nothing in this world <laughs> I would <laughs> I would I would like you, you can't see the single tear dwelling in my left eye but like <laughs> there's nothing in this world I would love more than to come back for another for any episode perhaps we can talk about niche luxury hot girl dating qualms as adult women sometime because oh yeah you've got some stories i think i think we've got oh oh i for yeah mm-hmm, i'm thinking of the one <laughs> yep yeah that yep, will have to yep, but yep, any, yep 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 but anytime it is more than a joy i literally could talk to you for hours and most of the time i do <laughs> i do <laughs> and i do Seriously, love you. Thank you. Um, is there I anything else you, you want to say to our listeners before we sign off? Before we sign off, I just want you guys to know if you found this podcast, you're so lucky, not because <laughs> I'm on the episode, but because if you found Dominique, you must have really needed her too in your life somehow. And congrats on you for manifesting her. So don't make me cry. I already have a I'm- migraine. <laughs> Oh, I know. You need to eat your little oranges. You go eat like sumo mandarins. Just you, go like, eat, <laughs> you go eat those mandarins. Like don't but oh just just God. know if you're hearing this, like you're not by yourself. You just know you have a girl who's eating a sumo mandarin <laughs> with a raging migraine who's doing a lot for you and you can't see it. But we're so lucky to have you. Who's crying from compliments from people and she we, feels like are her hero. Like you're my hero. And you're my Alex you. Girl. You're, you're my Alex I love you. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh this is okay, fine. Well- Audience. <laughs> Before we head out, we've got our This Is Mine segment. My favorite things, announcements, and updates I want to share with you. Today I'll recap just a few of the things that Caroline and I brought up earlier. Obviously, up first is the Comfort Zone Hydra Memory Cream Moisturizer. I recommended this to friends a while back and one liked it so much that she bought three and has them in her back stock just to make sure she never runs out. It's great. Trust us on this one. Like we said, milky, angelic, melting into your skin. It's like your dry skin just drank a cool drink of water. Caroline and I are also obsessed with Parfum de Marly Perfume. They just came out with a new one called Valaya. And it's orange blossom centric. I haven't smelled it yet. It's on the way. But you guys know I have an unhealthy obsession with orange blossom. And I am very excited about this one. And of course, Marvis toothpaste. The only replacement to our beloved Crest Vanilla Mint. Orange blossom bloom is my current favorite. But I also love Royale. And I want to try Earl Grey next. Okay. Isn't Caroline amazing? Go follow her on Caroline M. Stern on TikTok. And join the niche luxury hot girl community. We'll get her back on the show soon, I promise. Until next time, I love you all so much. I'll see you here next week. A bien so. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of This Is Fine. I've been your host, Dominique Michelle Astorino. We're based in San Diego, recording in studio at DLI Productions in Pacific Beach with Emmy Award-winning sound designer Dan De La Isla. This is a comedy and advice podcast, but for legal reasons, this entire podcast is a joke and none of it is medical advice. To download the transcript or learn more, visit thisisfinepodcast.com. 